There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello again, and welcome back to The Savvy Psychologist. I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and every week, I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. Now, being a control freak isn't all bad. Indeed, if you are a control freak, you're probably super competent and super efficient. You've got high standards, you're a go-getter, and you get things done right, the first time. Plus, when things are spiraling, a little extra control can be healthy coping. If you've lost your job, strict structure and discipline around finding another one is good. If your child is seriously ill, knowing every inch of her medical chart is a natural reaction. For me, after core-shaking disasters like Hurricane Katrina or Sandy Hook, I find myself getting strict about exercise. And it took me a while to make this connection but I realized that when the world makes me feel small and helpless, I cope by literally trying to be strong. But of course, there is a dark side to control. Complete control can never be achieved, so you can never relax. And relaxation, including sleep, feels unproductive or weak, which leaves you exhausted. No one else can reach your standards, which leaves you lonely. And when you're forced to collaborate without quite meaning to, you use a collection of sharp, pointy tools, criticism, judgment, and micromanaging to keep your anxiety at bay. That's right, anxiety. Control is a cover for anxiety. And here's how it works. So anxiety is caused by uncertainty. You don't know what's going to happen. It's unclear if your decision was right. There's no guarantee that everything will be okay. So being a control freak is the attempt to eliminate all uncertainty. Scratch a control freak, and underneath, you'll find fear. Now, knowing that you're just scared might help people who love you but roll their eyes at you feel more compassionate, but it also might help if you put down the label maker. So what to do? Well, here are five things to try before you make a list of New Year's resolutions for someone else. Tip number one is expand your definition of control. Ultimately, we can't control whether we live or die, but we can control exactly what our family eats, which model lawnmower is the right one to buy, or which towel is appropriate to dry the dog. And this kind of control is called primary control, and it's defined as the attempt to win mastery by striving for goals and asserting one's will upon circumstances. And this is what most people mean when they think of being in control. 
Okay, but there's also something called secondary control, which is adapting to the things that can't be controlled. So you can call it acceptance, call it reframing, call it making sense of things, or call it making lemonade out of lemons. In short, primary control is changing the world to fit yourself, while secondary control is changing yourself to fit the world. And according to a recent study out of Johns Hopkins, both primary and secondary control go along with feeling happy. But only primary control goes along with being unhappy. And what's more, secondary control was associated more strongly with life satisfaction. To take this further, in another study in the journal Developmental Psychology, researchers examined more than 350 people who were losing their vision due to macular degeneration, a progressive and irreversible condition. So the researchers checked in with each participant at six-month intervals over two years and found that those who shifted their control strategies from primary to secondary had higher happiness and lower depression. And as their ability to see and get around independently declined, using secondary control strategies went along with better well-being. Now, the benefits of secondary control don't mean you have to morph into a go-with-the-flow hippie. It just means that both parts of the classic serenity prayer are correct. So try some of each and have the wisdom to know the difference. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Tip number two is build up your ability to put up with imperfection. Look up control freak in a thesaurus and you'll find perfectionist as a synonym. When things aren't done perfectly, it's stressful. So in order to reduce your stress, you intervene. It, quote, works, but done over and over, keeping things perfect is exhausting. But more importantly, intervening keeps you from learning that you can wait out your stress. So next time you get the urge to straighten the shoe rack or redo your kid's science project, wait 10 minutes. The first couple minutes will be uncomfortable, but then it will get easier. And as the minutes tick by, intervening will seem less urgent. This is called distress tolerance, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's enduring distress with the knowledge that what goes up must eventually come down, even if you don't defuse your stress by correcting your partner's grammar. Tip number three is delegate. This is a hard one. At first, letting someone else be in charge will feel weird and wrong, and things won't get done the way you prefer. But guess what? They will get done, and it won't be a disaster. You probably won't like it, but it won't be as bad as you think. And with your newfound distress tolerance, you'll know the urge to intervene 
is temporary. Now, to supersize this tip, shift it to delegate and don't critique or redo. Ah, so try it out. Let someone else drive and refrain from giving turn-by-turn directions. Don't reload the dishwasher after your helpful houseguest leaves. Make your kids fold their own laundry in the name of gaining life skills and don't touch the result. Your brain will learn that the world doesn't end. And that is better than any perfect pile of laundry. Tip number four is consider how it comes across. Repacking your partner's suitcase, overhelping with your kid's homework, or other controlling behaviors show two things, neither of them particularly good. First, it shows you don't trust them. And second, it shows you think they're not capable. Now, if you're the only one who can do things right, that means everyone else does things wrong, which doesn't exactly come across as supportive to family or welcoming to guests. Now, tip number five is a really easy one, and it is get older. So a study from over 20 years ago found that as we age, we naturally gain greater flexibility and more satisfaction with life in the present. What's more, as we get older, our awareness that we can't control everything grows, and our tendency towards control freakishness shrinks. To wrap it all up, control is a natural human need. Indeed, not being able to control anything in your life would be a one-way ticket to depression. But it can go too far. So next time you have the urge to say, I can show you the right way to do that, remind yourself that everyone has their own right way of doing things. Allow another way, and not only will your brain learn it's not a disaster and that others can be capable, you might just learn a new way to, say, change a tire or fold that fitted sheet. I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson. Thank you so much for listening. The Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and doesn't substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. But have a great week, and I will see you next Friday for a happier, healthier mind. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Are you tired of the constant battle with anxiety and panic? I've got a podcast that I think you'll love. It's called The Anxiety Coaches Podcast, where the host, Gina, gives you your weekly dose of tranquility and inspiration. Two new episodes drop weekly, packed with practical tips and lifestyle changes to help you calm that racing heart and bring peace back into your life. So if you're ready to bid farewell to sleepless nights and constant worry, tune into the Anxiety Coaches podcast and embark on a journey towards lasting calmness and a life free from anxiety's grip. Remember, it's not just a podcast, it's a lifeline. Join Gina on the Anxiety Coaches podcast and let her soothing words be the balm your nervous system needs. Listen in and start your path to healing today. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast.com because healing begins the first time you listen.